What is happening, everyone? Welcome again to the latest Matt Russell Project. It's The Window, Canada's sports betting podcast. 17 and 10 last night, and we'll take that every single time. Today's podcast will be entirely about the ramifications of the Leafs-Kings trade. Just kidding, that's not what we do here. It's another extensive board in college hoops with less in the way of marquee matchups, but that doesn't mean we can't try to keep a great week going. Let's go. All right, episode five. I'm your host, Matt Russell. And listen, I joke about the hockey trade stuff, but we'll get into hockey betting uh, once we get to the playoffs. For me, there's nothing more futile than trying to bet regular season hockey. You're relying on shootouts and whether teams, you know, show up night to night, their travel issues, etc., etc. All the regular season does for hockey is create a fraudulent information base that will skew the market for the playoffs, and that's where we'll hop in to take advantage of the silly narratives created by the hockey media hardos out there. This team can't be beat, all that kind of stuff. As we've seen in hockey, anybody can be beat, and you just got to get the edge statistically on the odds, and we'll do that come April. But February and March are for college hoops, and we start with our Don't Look Back in Anger segment, where I promise not to lament last night's bad beats, and then go on to lament them. And last night was going exceedingly well, and I was having trouble initially finding where we were going to look back in anger to, and then the UNLV Running Rebels jumped in, threw their hands in the air, and volunteered their place for the Don't Look Back in Anger segment. Uh, we had the Running Rebels UNLV plus 11 last night. They led by two at halftime. The game was tied with 10 minutes to go, and then they completely fell apart. Utah State goes on to win by 15... And just like that, a night that looked like it was going to be 18 and 9 turns into 17 and 10. Like I said, we'll take 17 and 10 every single time, but this 18 and 9 looks nice at a nice 67% on the night. And, uh, you know, that would be preferable, but you know what? We're going to have to take 17 and 10. And if I could sign up for 17 and 10 tonight, I would. But we won't have that many games, we won't have 27 games. Just over 20 games uh, bet today, uh, and that's before we even get into our back cut segment. So we might actually get up to 27 games, actually, as I haven't finalized the back cuts. Uh, Let's start off, though, with a quick recap of yesterday, and a couple of interesting things happened yesterday. So the first thing that jumped out was the Florida and Georgia game. We asked Florida, we told Florida, hey, if you can win by double digits, We'll take the loss, and they went down 22 points in the second half and just decided to flip a switch, came back not only to win, but at one point they had a 10-point lead, and fortunately Georgia was able to make enough buckets down the stretch to keep it under the 9.5, and we were able to cash that ticket and feel pretty good about Florida. Obviously not feeling great about Florida going into the game, not feeling great about Florida when they were down 22 points at home. Um, But they showed what they're capable of doing, and that was absolutely uh, hammering down on the defensive end and scoring at will. Listen, Georgia's not a great team, but they were good enough to take a 22-point lead, 
and hopefully that's something to build on for Florida going forward. Uh, the night started out with an easy win with Indiana State. That's always fun when you look at the score at 7 p.m. and the game's already been going on for about an hour and you have a 20-point lead. Uh, we had cut Butler minus 2.5, and, and even though that went on to win on a last-second 3-point shot, those are ones where you go, you know what, I think I was right to kind of to cut that game, even though that would have been a winner, since obviously it took a miracle, shouldn't say a miracle necessarily, a three-point shot, but a three-point shot nonetheless at the horn. Uh, probably, well, without question, the most exciting finish of the night. We talked yesterday about, and this will be a theme throughout the day today, is value on the numbers that I make. And we sort of circled th four games, actually, in the deeper uh, back cuts section. UMBC minus three, Chattanooga plus five, Albany minus 11.5, and, and Lehigh plus 6.5. Lehigh was the only one not to cover there. So in our value check of those teams, uh, that was pretty successful. Uh, so going forward, we at least have more information on them even though we didn't necessarily get uh, any winners on that. Uh, biggest loser of, of the day and the most regretful play. I mean, listen, we lost 10 games last night, uh, and nine of which were not even really that close, but that's fine because more than nine were not even close on our side for the, on the winning column. Iowa State plus 11, that was dumb. <laughs> no other way to put it. Iowa State plus 11 against West Virginia was dumb. West Virginia's defense just swallowed Iowa State whole, and they don't have a second option other than Halliburton that can do anything. Uh, we got a winner with Clemson, plus 7.5, got there by the hook. That one was just an absolute rock fight. Uh, Virginia looked like they could cover, but again, when you can't pull away from a team and you're always susceptible to them hitting a couple of outside shots to cut a deficit. You can't lay that many points with that Virginia team against anybody with uh, any sort of you know decent uh, skill level. Uh, Mississippi is a game that we did not play because the number got away from us. Uh, that was one where, again, the theme will be, do I need to be more aggressive betting games uh, before the overnights? And yesterday was one of those cases where any number I would have taken would have won. They opened plus one on Tuesday night. Line moved to minus two, and that scared me away. Not unlike on Tuesday night when we had we were looking at Tennessee, the number movement scared me away, and they won outright. Same similar sort of deal. Mississippi won wire to wire. Uh, you know we're not going to look back in anger necessarily at that one. But that was a second straight night where we had an opportunity for a winner that got uh, got scared away by a two-point line move, in this case, a three-point line move. Uh, the other ones, the five games that we did bet on the overnights went 5-0, and oh, and that was obviously key to the 17-10 and 10 night. Uh, the good news for all of those is if you tailed each and every one, no matter the number, you would have got there and got there relatively easily. So 5-0 and for everybody, no matter the number on that one. The other big factor in our winning was the back cuts. Back cuts went 5-2 and two last night. And so hopefully we'll have a few more later on in the show for that and be able to stay hot deep in the recesses of college basketball. Uh, beyond that, the Big Ten, two games there that we got early... As I mentioned, these were included in the 5-0 and 
uh, early bets that we made. Purdue and Minnesota both absolutely dog-walked their opponents on their home court. So that was nice to see that at least those teams are fighting and capable of uh, push down the stretch. And then the big upset of the night, Vanderbilt. We thought they'd keep it close at home with sort of a sleepy spot for Louisiana State. And LSU comes in and pretty much sleepwalks through the entire game, gives up 90-plus points to Vanderbilt, and they Vanderbilt wins the game outright, their first conference win in two years. Actually, over two years, if I'm not mistaken. They go... From 0-8 this season, they add themselves a victory in conference to a ranked, you know, over a ranked team. And that's our concern with LSU, is whether they take big leads late, they can't finish games late, or they just sleepwalk through uh, games against lesser teams. And have and have they in, bumped up their record because of all the home games they've played? We joked about how they hadn't even played a road game yesterday. And obviously this doesn't make them look any better uh, when it comes to that. So that's the replay from last night, and then we're going to get into tonight's picks after this. All right, let's look at Thursday night's board. So we're going to do the same thing we've done the last couple of nights where we start off with the power conference games. There's not a ton of them, not a ton of marquee matchups. Uh, as per usual, Thursday night means the Pac-12 gets going for their weekly slate, and then a ton of smaller conferences. So we'll go power conference, mid-major, and then we'll finish up with some back cuts a little bit later on. So to start off, I've got a play on East Carolina plus three and a half. I made that number UCF minus two, and I thought that was being a little bit generous uh, for the Central Florida uh, Going on the road against a team that plays a lot better at home than they do on the road. We're going to hope ECU, uh, I think they can win this outright, but we're going to hope that they can keep it close. Uh, initially, I had a play on Wichita tonight. I have that number, Wichita minus 6.5. It opened minus 3.5 and, and has since moved to Wichita minus 5. Have I learned anything from Tennessee on Tuesday or Mississippi last night? Apparently not, because I'm going to be scared away by that line move, uh, just because those numbers are key numbers when you talk about late game and free throw type stuff, right? Five is arguably the most important number in basketball, and especially college basketball betting, when it gets down to you know, a team who may be down three late, jacking up a three with 10 seconds left to try to tie the game, and, you know, fouls go the other way and that sort of thing. So we're going to steer clear of that game, even though that's probably the most interesting game uh, of the night, if not at least the early slate. Uh, also going to make a play on Tulsa. This one's interesting, too, and a little bit scary. I'm sort of watching Twitter to see if there's some sort of injury update or something like that. Uh, UConn at Tulsa. I made the number Tulsa minus five. It opened Tulsa minus four and a half. So at that point, it was something of a lean. Uh, it has since dropped two points to Tulsa minus two and a half. So now it is a play for me. I don't know that there's anybody necessarily on Tulsa that if they were to be ruled out would be all that surprising or would 
be worth two points, really. So we're going to take Tulsa minus two and a half and hope for the best there. Even if someone gets ruled out, I always like the team that has lost a player uh, in that first game back. That's sort of a standard handicapping uh, procedure there. Uh, so Tulsa minus two and a half. Uh, as we move later on into the slate, into the Pac-12, uh, I made Colorado 10.5 point favorites uh, hosting Cal. Uh, the opened Colorado at minus 17. Again, probably should have grabbed the 17, but I grabbed 16.5 as it's dipped down to 16. 16 still worth a play uh, with Cal. Uh, another double-digit underdog in the Pac-12, USC plus 10 at Arizona. Uh, USC, you know, this is the theme of the season for most teams, inconsistent, but I think there's enough talent there in a game that they'll be locked in and focused on uh, to stay within 10 points of Arizona. Uh, another double-digit dog, Tulane, plus 16 and a half uh, at Houston. I made that number Houston minus 11 with Dijon Giroux out after biting a guy on the weekend. Uh, it opened Houston minus 17, uh, so at 16 and a half, uh, not enough of a move to scare me off, and we'll take that. Uh, I'm willing to sort of not be as scared off on bigger numbers because you're less likely to have to deal with free throw stuff at the end, um, so at 16 and a half, that's a play. And then finally, in the sort of basketball power conference department, I have Utah minus one. Uh, I made that Utah minus seven with Stanford on the road. I just respect both Utah and Colorado at home, even though I'm fading Colorado tonight at home just because of that size of that number. But I respect Utah at home against just about any anybody that mountain trip. Uh, you know, in the Pac-12, everybody does trips for the weekend, right? So you go to Colorado and Utah. You go to Washington, Washington State. You go to Oregon, Oregon State. You go to UCLA, USC. You go to Arizona, Arizona State for the weekend. You play those two teams, and then you head out. Uh, the mountain trip is uh, recognized as the most difficult one. Obviously, there's an altitude issue, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Stanford has, you know, again, like most teams, been inconsistent. And with them on the road against a Utah team that is consistently well coached by Larry Kristoviak, uh, I always will take anything I can get with points with them as home underdogs, or in this case, a pick em minus one game. This number has popped up to minus two, dipped to minus one and a half. Obviously, I'd rather have the minus one. That's always my sort of key number where if there's ever a situation where I wanted to buy a half point, it would be from one and a half to one. Um, it's the only scenario that I get legitimately angry at if I don't, my team wins and I don't cover at plus, uh, at, should say at minus one and a half when they win by one. There's nothing more frustrating than that. Uh, I rather push at minus one and spend a couple of extra dollars to make sure I don't have to feel that pain. Uh, let's move into the next level, your mid-majors, if you will. Uh, I've got Texas State minus one uh, at uh, Coastal Carolina. Similar situation in that the number is most frequently seen at minus one and a half, but if you can uh, find a website that will give you Texas State minus one at minus 115, I think that's uh, worth buying at a shorter price. 
Uh, Delaware minus two and a half uh, at home to Towson. Uh, I made that three and a half and was ready to lean Delaware. It opened at two and moved my way at two and a half. There will be, that will be a theme throughout the day in that a lot of these numbers opened shorter than what I had them or longer than I had them and then moved a half point to a point towards me and I should have gotten them early if I had been more aggressive last night uh, but in a lot of these instances I will still make the play based on uh, what my number is to start. Uh, James Madison plus six at Drexel. I don't know why Drexel is necessarily favored by this many points against uh, well, really anybody capable. Uh, we're going to take a shot with James Madison plus six there. Uh, I made that number two for Drexel. I don't know why it's six. Uh, App State. We're going to take App State at home. Uh, that opened Pickham. I had it at three. It's now minus one, so it's headed my way. Uh, App State over Texas Arlington. Uh, Texas Arlington a little bit overrated this year as they've been a powerhouse in that conference for a while. Uh, and I think App State gets a big win on their home court. Uh, somehow I always end up on Middle Tennessee, uh, Middle Tennessee plus seven and a half against North Texas, Middle Tennessee at home. Uh, I made North Texas uh, a three-point road favorite. It opened at eight and a half. Again, I didn't grab it at eight and a half, but I'd be, I'm willing to grab it at seven and a half and take my chances again with Middle Tennessee, though I feel like I've been burned a few times. Uh, next one up is one of the more interesting games for me on the docket. Murray State at Belmont, the two powers of the Ohio Valley Conference. I tried to make that this number high with Belmont minus six and a half. Uh, this is a rematch from earlier. Belmont played at Murray State and was a very competitive game uh, within a bucket either way throughout most of the second half. And then Murray pulled away. And I think the score isn't reflective necessarily of how evenly matched these teams are. In fact, through three quarters of that game, uh, I was lamenting the fact that I had Murray. I think I had them minus three. And I was lamenting having Murray just watching Belmont's offense and how efficient they are. Uh, at any rate, I made that number six and a half. It opened five and a half again. I didn't grab it right away. It went to six. I'm still going to take Belmont minus six. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's also moved up another half point to six and a half. So that number is really starting to get away uh, from where it opened, but is uh, right where I had it originally um, as sort of the ceiling to where I would bet it. So minus six and a half is sort of the ceiling where where that's the end point of where I would bet it. Obviously, you're in that key number zone. Um, you know, we're, there's no chance of us getting five. If, we, if it had been minus five last night, I would have jumped all over it. In many ways, I think that's why I waited. Uh, with that number being five and a half, you know, maybe there was a chance because Murray State won the first game that the number would dip down to five. No such luck. It's gone the other way. Moving my direction. And uh, so we'll just have to settle for Belmont minus six and uh, hope it's not an issue and Belmont covers comfortably. Uh, moving along, same conference, Moorhead State minus one at Southern Illinois Edwardsville. Uh, I, Moorhead just a flat out better team. I had that number at minus four and a half as a favorite. So we're going to take our shot on the road with Moorhead. Uh, one no 
one that I bet last night that I guess I didn't really need to is New Mexico State. I bet them minus 24 at Chicago State. This is basically the best team against the worst team uh, situation here in that New Mexico State is dominant in conference. Chicago State is an auto fade for me um, at anything close to a number. I felt like I jacked my number up at minus 25. Uh, it opened minus 24 and a half and has actually dipped to minus 23 and a half. So that's what I mean by I didn't need to bet it. Um, I don't know what people are seeing in Chicago State that makes them think um, that, you know, whether or not you think that they can cover this number, actually betting enough money to move a line on this seems foolish. So we're going to take a shot and be okay with our minus 24 number on New Mexico State. Uh, Jacksonville State, we're going to head back to the Ohio Valley Conference. Jacksonville State minus three on the road to Southeast Missouri. Southeast Missouri is maybe the worst team in that conference. And Jacksonville State, while not quite as good as last year, uh, this is one that they can't let slip through their fingers. I had this number closer to eight. So at three, that's a play for me. I'm often loath to bet road teams as favorites unless of course they're playing Chicago State uh, but in this case uh, getting to the nitty-gritty of the season where these teams can't just give away games uh, as it relates to the standings in their conference uh, we're gonna go with Jacksonville State minus three same conference Eastern Kentucky plus seven and a half on the road to Eastern Illinois Eastern Illinois a bit of a surprise this season I think um, with that said, I'm not sure they're good enough to be laying seven and a half points against what I would say is at least a functional team in Eastern Kentucky. Uh, so we'll take Eastern Kentucky plus seven and a half and take our chances there. Uh, we're going back to the well with Idaho. Idaho had a big outright win against Sacramento State uh, over the weekend. They were, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong about this, that was around an eight-point underdog. For some reason, I also want to think it was maybe even closer to double digits at any rate they're back on the road uh i think i called them one of the scrappier teams of the uh, of the year uh in that they are always underdogs and always give up a fight right to the very end so we're going to see if they can keep it under eight and a half at montana state uh same conference big sky let's go with weber state minus one against that sacramento state team that we just referenced uh sacramento state headed on the road weber playing a lot better lately we're going weber minus one i made that number four uh northern colorado at southern utah i made southern utah a five point favorite uh that number opened at pickham and has actually moved to minus two minus two still good enough for me uh obviously again another circumstance where i made a number that at least the original number is moving towards my number so I can feel confident that my numbers are at least being bet towards. Uh, Eastern Washington, Montana. Montana, I thought would be good enough for a six to seven point favorite here. They're laying only three at home to Eastern Washington. Let's take the Grizzlies, Montana, minus three there. Uh, let's quickly mow through the rest of the slate. These are all games that I do not have bets on. Uh, let's start with UTEP and Charlotte. 
I made that four and a half. The number was four and a half. It's moved to four. That's not enough to get me on Charlotte. Uh, as we go through, oh, I actually missed one, I believe. William and Mary. I didn't talk about William and Mary. I have William and Mary made the bet plus five and a half. Uh, I made College of Charleston a two and a half point home favorite against William William and Mary. That was opened at six and a half. And like we've talked about, similar deal. The number moved towards my number. It's at five and a half, and that's still good enough for me on that side of the five to take William and Mary. Uh, moving along, Detroit and Wright State. Det Wright State minus twelve was the opening number. Or sorry, was my number. Wright State was made a thirteen and a half point favorite. And the number has moved back and actually landed right back on my original number. So no play for me there. Uh, similar story, Utah, I'm sorry, Utah, <laughs> University of Texas, San Antonio, UTSA at Old Dominion. My number was Old Dominion minus five. The number was minus six. So, I mean, at gunpoint, I suppose you'd say UTSA plus six, but no thanks for me on that one. Uh, Liberty at Jacksonville, I made Liberty a 10-point favorite. They are now a 9-point favorite. Not enough for me to get involved there. Uh, Campbell at Winthrop, this one, I made a Winthrop. I probably came up a little short here, but we'll see. I made Winthrop a 10-point favorite. They opened a 15-point favorite. Is that enough for me to take Campbell? No, no, it isn't. Winthrop's offense, especially in the second half, scares me. If they're in a competitive game at halftime and there's a second-half number, uh, available, I always try to grab Winthrop because they just pound you into submission late in games. That's if they don't already do it in the first half. Uh, USM, Southern Miss against Marshall. I made the number 10.5. It's 10. No play for me there. Uh, Elon at UNC Wilmington. I made UNC Wilmington a one-point favorite. They opened a five-point favorite. I did not bet Elon. And, of course, it's moved two points to Elon plus three. Uh, again, loathe to take a worse number, especially around key numbers in the you know three to seven area. We're going to pass on that, but regretfully didn't hop on Elon plus five there. Hopefully, hopefully I won't be overly regretful about that. But at the same time, I'm not exactly going to be cheering to be wrong uh, in, in that way. So maybe it lands exactly on three, and it's a push, and I don't have to don't have to lament it too too heavily. Uh, North Florida at NJIT. I made the number two and a half. It's two. No thanks. Uh, Northern Kentucky. I made the number 12. It's 11 and a half. And then moved to 10 and a half. So this is one that's actually moved away from the number that I made it. Uh, is that enough for me to get on Northern Kentucky? You'd think maybe I would. And if it's if it went down another half point, maybe in North, Northern Kentucky minus 10 would be good enough. I do think they probably blow out Oakland, um, but again, the number moving away from me as a relatively unusual thing here uh, means that I'm probably just going to leave this alone. Uh, Mount St. Mary's at Long Island. This is actually getting into the back cut section, but I don't have a play on it, so we might as well just throw it out here now. I made Long Island minus four and a half. It is four. No play there. Rice, UAB. UAB minus seven and a half was my guess on that UAB minus six and a half and has moved closer to me at UAB minus seven so that's just all over uh, all over the place within uh, a one point 
grouping there. Uh, Oral Roberts at North Dakota. This one's interesting as well. I made North Dakota four and a half point favorites. The number was Oral minus three and has moved towards me at North Dakota plus one and a half. So Oral has gone from Oral Roberts minus three to Oral Roberts minus one and a half. Uh, you'd think if I thought North Dakota was the should be the favorite here that I would play it, and you wouldn't be wrong. So maybe I add that to the list. Uh, we'll have to wait and see sort of where that number shakes out, if there's any buyback, if it goes down any further, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Milwaukee at UIC, I made Illinois Chicago minus two and a half. The number was four and then has dipped back towards me again at minus three. So again, my numbers are... I think pretty solid with regards to where the market is taking the opener, right? So in this case, I've got two and a Illinois Chicago by two and a half. The market says four, or at least the opener says four, and the market market is saying no, no, it's actually closer to two and a half. In this case, you know, moving the number from four to three, which is a good sign for my numbers. Uh, I just need to be more aggressive with regards to betting Milwaukee in this case plus four and taking advantage um, of my numbers sort of being ahead of the game. Now, again, this is a small sample size. We could come back here tomorrow or more potentially probable on Saturday, and I could be way off and numbers could be headed the opposite direction of my numbers. And, you know, this all could just be a fluke. But these are the sorts of things that you have to focus on. Uh, Georgia State minus two and a half is what I had it. It's at f it opened at five and a half, and guess what? Moved my way. It's now Georgia State minus four. Again, I'm gonna pass on that because I should have got a better number with ULL plus five and a half, and I didn't get it. Uh, a, a rare one going the opposite direction. Uh, Georgia Southern at ULM, Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Georgia Southern minus four and a half is what I had it. It opened six and a half and has actually bumped up to seven. So listen, I know Monroe is terrible. Uh, I guess I just didn't give Georgia Southern necessarily enough credit uh, in regards to the market, but we'll see sort of where that ends up. Uh, UTRGV, Texas Rio Grande Valley, I believe is, <laughs> is the acronym there, against UMKC, Missouri, Kansas City, not Kansas, Thanks, Donald Trump. UMKC minus two and a half is the number I made it. It opened UMKC minus five. Guess what? Moved my way to three and a half for UMKC. So no play there. Obviously, if I had to, UTRGV plus three and a half would be my play there. Uh, Austin P minus four and a half uh, is where I had it. P was opened up at two. And guess what? Moved my way. It's now at P three and a half. So another situation, and we're going to track all of these where m when my number is closer to right than the opener um, and how that ends up going with regards to the final scores. Uh, Tennessee Tech and Tennessee Martin. Listen, by and large, you can't tell me there's any difference between Tennessee Tech, Tennessee Martin, and Tennessee State. I haven't figured out what the difference is between these three, t three teams throughout the season and probably will never make a bet on any of them. <laughs> until I do anyway. Uh, Martin, I had at four, numbers at six, so I guess a lean would be to Tennessee Tech plus six, but again, I just struggled to differentiate these teams uh, in a meaningful way that would make me feel like I should bet that, even though it does sort of cross over the key number of five. Uh, you know, my numbers would suggest value on Tennessee Tech. 
Northern Arizona at Idaho State. I made Northern Arizona two. It's two and a, it opened two and a half and popped back down to my number of two. So no play there. Louisiana Tech. I had it minus two and a half. It's minus one and a half. Uh, I've had ab- next to no luck basically uh, betting w- Western Kentucky games this year. Uh, hard hard team to bet on uh, as they miss they lost their best player earlier in the season to a horrific leg injury do not look that up on the internet um but they're still fighting so it's it's kind of hard to keep their numbers uh move their numbers in a correct way and you never really know sort of what what you're going to get there you want to feel like you should be fading them um obviously the uh, opening lines have adjusted for that have they over adjusted have they under adjusted it's it's too tough to tell uh, for me at this point. Uh, Santa Clara at Pepperdine. Uh, this is two teams that I don't trust at all. I made Santa Clara a two and a half point favorite. The fact that they're a two and a half point dog, I can't really argue with. I've sworn off Santa Clara a couple of different times this season. Uh, BYU's at Portland. That's expected to be a blowout. I had BYU minus 13. Uh, it opened 17. It's dipped a little bit, half point to 16 and a half. Uh, my way, but that's not enough to make me want to bet Portland at plus 16 and a half. No, thank you. Uh, Cal State Bakersfield against Cal Baptist. I had Baptist as minus three point favorites at home. Uh, they opened seven and a half. It's dropped one point to six and a half. So again, uh, moved a little bit my way. We'll watch, not watch that game, but we'll check that game out, uh, see how that goes, and then sort of adjust from there as needed. Uh, also out west in the Big West, uh, UC Davis at Irvine. Uh, I probably didn't give Irvine enough credit here, um, as they're, you know, have, they don't have the team that they've they've had in recent years. So I made this number uh, Irvine minus six. It's ten and a half, bumped up to eleven and a half. So I'm gonna have to reevaluate my handicap on UC Irvine. Also, there's a decent chance I'm not factoring in how bad UC Davis is. Uh, Big West Conference continues on Hawaii's on the mainland to take on UC Santa Barbara. I made Santa Barbara two and a half point favorite. They're a four and a half point favorite. Hawaii always tricky, you know, with their home road splits. Uh, that number's actually bumped up even to five points. So we're going to stay away from that uh, and see how Hawaii can do uh, back on the mainland where I think they've improved this season but um again trying to figure out who the best team in the big west right now is just an absolute uh, disaster uh staying out west not in the big west but in the west coast conference loyal marymount is it's their turn to take a massive beating from gonzaga up at the kennel uh, i made the number 25 it opened at 25 and a half some psychopaths out there decided loyal marymount was the right side and the numbers dropped a half point right on my number of 25. That's sort of where I put every game that Gonzaga plays at home. Kind of doesn't even really matter who they play in that conference. So we're going, uh, we're staying away from that game. But I imagine Gonzaga will probably have a 40-point lead in the second half and go from there. Uh, Pacific is at San Francisco. I had made San Francisco a nine-point favorite. Uh, number opened at eight and has actually gone away from me in this case. Uh, with San Francisco minus seven and a half. Um, it's a point or two away from me actually making a bet in that zone, um, but we'll steer, steer clear of, uh, of that. Uh, St. Mary's, I made a nine and a half point favorite. They're 11 point favorites at 
U San Diego. Uh, again, I haven't been able to trust St. Mary's at any point this season, and I'm certainly not trusting San Diego, who's a pretty terrible team after a, after a nice little run last year. Uh, so we're going to steer clear from that. And then we're going to finish off with UCLA, Arizona State, two of just absolute head-shaking teams. This one's interesting. I made the line Arizona State minus seven, and I felt, even though I made that line, I was leaning UCLA. The number was Arizona State minus seven, but has been bet to UCLA down to a, only a five-point underdog. So if I was going to make a bet, it would have been at UCLA plus seven. This is, again, another spot where I lost out on a couple points of value by not making the bet last night. Uh, at any rate, I'll steer clear away from that. And Arizona State could win the half by 20, and they could lose the next half by 20. Uh, they are the most out-of-control team, I think, in the entire country. Um, and UCLA is certainly capable of winning on uh, at Arizona State. They're also capable of losing by 20. Uh, no thanks on that game. Just a kind of an interesting line move where, uh, yeah, I just kind of, you know, nodded my head and went, yeah, okay, that makes sense to me, even though it was two points short of where I made it. Uh, so those are my major conference plays and my mid-major conference plays, and we'll dig into the back cuts after the break. <laughs> All right, let's finish it up with some back cuts. Got three plays from the deep recesses of the College Hoops board. Let's start with Gardner-Webb, minus two on the road at Presbyterian. Gardner-Webb, I think, good enough to get a road win uh, against a mediocre, if not terrible, Presbyterian team. Uh, Liberty, never a bad idea to take Liberty. Liberty minus nine and a half at Jacksonville. Liberty just hammers teams lately, and I don't think Jacksonville is in their class, so we're going to take the big number with Liberty there. And then finally, St. Francis PA plus three and a half. St. Francis PA is the better St. Francis, in my opinion, uh, and they're going on the road against Sacred Heart. Uh, these conference games could pretty much go either way, uh, any teams that you put together. So we're going to take three and a half with a SFPA team that we've been following throughout the season and have had some success betting on. Elsewhere in the deep cuts, plays that I have not made uh, relative to the lines. Robert Morris is a two and a half point favorite. The line was three. No thank you there. Uh, Charlton, Charleston Southern, see the voice is going, Charleston Southern, one and a half point underdogs on the road at Longwood, uh, it was my guess, the number was one, that's uh, good enough to stay away from. Uh, the big question mark uh, that I've got next to Lipscomb is their game at North Alabama. I made Lipscomb a favorite, North Alabama is the home favorite in this case. Uh, we're going to sit back and see what happens there. Uh, Hampton at High Point. I've been riding High Point uh, a fair amount this season, mostly as a significant underdog against pretty good teams. In this case, they're a home two-point underdog. Tempting, almost pulled the trigger. Uh, wouldn't hate you if you did, but uh, going to stay away there. Uh, the other St. Francis, St. Francis, New York, St. Francis, Brooklyn specifically, 
uh, is on the road. Bryant, I made a four and a half point favorite at home. Uh, they are six and a half point favorites. Again, uh, not enough for me to take St. Francis of Brooklyn there, even though the five is in between the two numbers of what I made it and what it opened up as. Uh, and then beyond that, uh, actually, I mentioned uh, Florida Gulf Coast earlier. Um, that one is actually on the board. It's on the extra games board, so that does actually count as a back cut. So let's make that four games in the back cut department. Uh, also, uh, there's Liberty, there's Campbell we talked about, and Elon was a game that was interesting, North Florida and JIT we've discussed. Uh, so yeah, so I think that's it for me. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to quickly hammer through Friday's minimal slate. I think there might be one or two plays. I say that now. There'll probably be like six. Uh, but we're also going to get into Saturday's games because with the 12 o'clock start on Saturdays, there's absolutely no time to get things handicapped and a podcast out. So we'll just do a look ahead Saturday-Sunday combination. We may even talk Oscars at some point. I do have a bit of a conundrum when it comes to the best picture wagering. How's that for a tease for tomorrow? Uh, and I also might even throw in a sports betting movie review because we have to do some talking at some point about Uncut Gems. Good Lord, stay clear of that movie. More on that potentially tomorrow. And uh, that's it for me, for me tonight. Hopefully things are going as well as they have the last three nights uh, tonight. And we have some winners in our pocket for tomorrow. Have a good day. Thank mm-hmm. you.